0: Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry, ideally all while we're outdoors doing something cool. Just a note, if this sounds lousy, or just different, because I'm recording it on my phone, my fancy little recorder, I filled up the card and need to do the work to clean it off. So should be better next time. Thanks so much. Today it's the 13th of April 2023 and I am just coming off of the top of the Watchman Overlook in Zion National Park. After I parked the car and walked into the visitor center to get the stamp that I was trying to get at a national park, because I'm a nerd, it was a madhouse in there. I thought about buying a sticker for Kate and then thought, no way. I don't want to wait in these lines. I don't want to fight through these people. It was like a shopping mall, you know, two weeks before Christmas or something. It was bananas. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this place is the worst. And so I walked out and headed for the first hike that I could find from the visitor center, which is The Watchman, which I've never done before. And at first it was quite crowded. Lots of people on the trail. But as the trail continued to go up, the crowds got thinner and thinner and thinner. And by the time I got to the watchman, I was able to sit completely undisturbed and practice a little watercolor painting, which needs a lot of practice. And then I thought, Hey, as long as I'm up here, and as long as I actually do have some time, some space, I should read a poem. I'm going to read a poem by Sir Walter Scott, Inominatus. Breathes there the man with soul so dead, who never to himself hath said, this is my own, my native land, whose heart hath ne'er within him burned, as home his footsteps he hath turned from wandering on a foreign strand. If such there breathe, go, mark him well. For him no minstrel raptures swell, high though his titles, proud though his name, boundless his wealth as wish can claim. Despite those titles, power, and pelf, the wretch, concentred all in self, living, Shall forfeit fair renown, and doubly dying shall go down to the vile dust from whence he sprung, unwept, unhonored, and unsung. Scott doesn't usually make the list of great all time poets, but it's still a nice little poem, don't you think? somebody who loves where he is from. He, of course, was proud of England, but I am not English. But I'm not sure that this really refers to nationality. I think this refers as much to the land itself. And that leaves me in something of an uncomfortable position. I was born in Southern California been raised going to the beach. But I don't live there now, and I don't really miss it. I do this podcast where I hike around mostly here in Utah, but states adjoining. And this to me feels much more like home than California does. And I can't imagine moving back there. I'm taking this poem as referring not, even, not necessarily to the nation as a government, and not even to the land you were born, but to the land that you call home. And whether that is the same as the land that you were born into, or something different, as for me, I think that's what he's talking about. He's talking about loving where you live. I think though my interpretation, I might be pushing a bit against uh, what Scott had in mind. The title "Inominatus, in natus of birth, so land of birth, but Scott's dead. So I get to decide what the poem means for me at least. In this poem from Walter Scott, it's a pretty straightforward poem one that doesn't require a lot of explication. But I will point out at least, you know, a couple of lines here. So he says, does there any man exist who doesn't love his homeland? Who doesn't feel great when he returns home and says, ah, yes, here I am, back, back where I started back as he says, my own native land. He says, if there breathe so, nope, if such there breathe, go mark him well. That reminds me of a line from a John Donne poem, go and catch a falling star where he says, okay, do all of these impossible tasks. And in Dunn's poem, he says, and if you've done all of that and then come back and tell me that you have found, you know, an honest woman, I still won't believe you. There's a little bit of that in this poem from Sir Walter Scott, a little less cynical, of course, than Dunn is at that stage in his poetic life. But when he says, if such there breathe, go mark him well. Almost like it's hard to imagine that somebody like this could exist. So if you do, treat him like an exhibit in the zoo. Go and look at him. Scott goes on to say, it doesn't matter if he is know, aristocracy, if he is high and mighty, if he has titles, a good name, uh, whether he has lots of money, and despite all of that, he is still, in Scott's words, a wretch, and then this great word, concentered all in self, concentred, it's just a, just a useful little word. I want to find a place to use that in a sentence. Sometime in the next couple of days. Scott continues that he will die twice, doubly dying. Shall go down to the vile dust from whence he sprung. And here, the most famous line in this poem, unwept, unhonored, and unsung. Isn't that a nice parallel there at the end? Unwept, unhonored, unsung rhythmically is nice. The repetition of the un is nice. It does slow the poem down with the and in there. Uh, So it has this cadence at the end. It just has a nice flow to it. So let's read it one more time. In by Sir Walter Scott. Breathe there the man with soul so dead, who never to himself hath said, this is my own, my native land, whose heart hath ne'er within him burned, as home his footsteps he hath turned from wandering on a foreign strand. If such there breathe, go, mark him well, for him no minstrel raptures swell. High though his titled, proud his name, boundless his wealth as wish can claim, Despite those titles, power and pelf, the wretch, concentred all in self, living shall forfeit fair renown, and doubly dying shall go down to the vile dust from whence he sprung, unwept, unhonored, and unsung.